watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed Bachira's artistic mom, Heather Ann Campbell. <laughs> I'm self-proclaimed man with a first name that isn't glam at all. It's more of a classical name and as outdated as a samurai, Nick Weiger. <laughs> and I'm self-proclaimed, I am not a weirdo, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast where we're talking about Blue Lock, the sports anime that's not quite a sports anime, but is a sports anime. And I, I got news for y'all. Well, I mean, you know this. Honestly, the people listening know this because we're all following the show and for the most part watching along. We're coming to the home stretch. Yes. We're, we're, we're like, we, we're not going to be talking about uh, Blue Lock much longer because this is, the, we're in the final batch of episodes here. We have six episodes left. The two we're going to discuss today and then... Uh, four more after that, which will comprise two more episodes of Get Animated. So we're 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 heading towards, I guess the what do you what do you say at the end of a soccer match? And we're not headed towards home extended plate. extended time, extra time. Uh, yeah, we're headed towards <laughs> extra time. I guess. <laughs> well, I'm I'm pretty sure this is a multi season show. Right? Yeah, there is another we're season gonna... that's coming out in 2024, so we might Holy be going coming back to it. But yeah, uh, right. season two is is in the works. And the manga is, is ahead of where uh, this things wrap up, although I have not watched the episodes beyond what we're t- discussing today. Those episodes being episode 19, Dancing Boy, and episode 20, Super Link Up Play. Lots to get into with those two. Uh, but before we do that, first up, I'm going to ask everyone what we've been weebin'. What we've been weebin'? It's me, Ash Ketchum, and I'm here to, to, to see you guys what, what you've been weebin'. Uh, Ash. Fucking answer the fucking question. Uh, okay. You didn't even give us a second. We're on to a video you. call. Like, there's a little bit of a delay. You can't take, like, a half second of dead air and just pounce on us like a tiger. Hey, hey how about this? Or a delay growling. these nuts, you piece of shit. Jesus Christ. Delay these nuts. It's hard to argue with, you know, you, you hear something like that and you, you your immediate thought is to sort of rebut that, but you can't. Yeah, you where can't. do you go? Hey, hey Matt, uh-huh. Matt, I heard you went to the Nintendo store in, in I did. New York City. I did. You know uh, that used to be the Pokemon store? I know, and uh, that was I'm going to stuff- burn that place to the fucking ground. <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh, Ash. Oh, God. There, Pokemon was very well represented at the Nintendo store, I, I must say. Uh, it should be 100% of the store. The doorknobs are Pokeballs. Look, I don't disagree. I, I have a lot of thoughts about the Nintendo store, uh, uh, but it's not, it's not really the time or place for it. The Pokemon stuff, I, I oh, love to Oh, you want to see. see me on the Get Play podcast? Hey, you know what? Well, sort of this will be a call. When this comes out, it may have already happened. If we if I say yeah, come on the Get Played podcast, we could talk because about because you guys store. record these out of order. Yeah, yeah, we record out of order sometimes, so we just have to remember when this episode's coming out and when the Get Played episode where you would guest would be coming out. Yeah, which is like we can do that, but it's just a little bit more math than we usually do. And it's wise. there's not a way. I'm telling you right now, there's not a way where it works. <laughs> where this there's no way this episode will come out before it is mentioned on the get played podcast there's okay. just absolutely no way got it well okay. then why don't you why don't you talk about your shit right here huh hmm. well because then you. i won't have any Matt oh, okay. i'll say what i weaved there All you right. go you, you tell us what you weaved okay uh well as you may have heard on the get played podcast i i i did i wouldn't count this necessarily but i got some Pokemon stuff from the Nintendo store. Um, I bought, I, I, I got, they have a lot of plushes and I don't know what happened to me because I'm not a plushes guy. I don't own a plush. I had so many in my arms at one point. I thought, who am I? <laughs> I couldn't, I, I was like, I have to get all of these, right? I have to get all, and then I had to make some choices. I got yeah. an, I got it. They're all about this big. I'm showing in my hands what that's like, uh, Hmm, like a, a Coke bottle size, sort of, if you will. And they're even smaller like than that. A short stack of pancakes. Yeah, they're about pancakes. You know what? They're like two apples high, sort of almost a Smurf. Um, oh, that's so. That's a big. That's a big stack of pancakes. Yeah, yeah. There's maybe like six pancakes there or something. Okay. Uh, they're thick. Uh, yeah. I got a. I got an Empoleon plush. 
and I got a Groudon plush because those are my wow. guys. And they had a they had a Dialga um, from Silver and um, or not Silver, um, Pearl and Diamond, but not my favorite. Uh, so I didn't get that. But I got a Sobble like plush keychain from uh, Sword and Shield. The the little sad frog oh, I love guy. Uh, me too. Funny funny guy becomes funny guy. a evolves into like a like sexy spy. It's very strange. He has like a gun that he shoots like with his yeah. hands. Um, but now I just have these. <laughs> and I'm just sort of like, okay, well, I don't have anything else <laughs> like this. And I don't want more. Uh, so this is just, 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 it is just, is what it is. I just got them and I was, ha- I'm happy to have them. Uh, a funny bit that I was doing, uh, I would pull them out of the bag. Uh, cause I saw a, um, we saw a show after we saw like, we saw Little Shop of Horrors when we were there. And um, I would just pull them out and like in view of my girlfriend so she could see that they were also watching and she thought it was really funny. Um, disrespectful to the theater in the <laughs> performance going on in front of us, which was very yes. good. Um, but I've, I've been doing that and I also watched a couple more episodes of Spy Family and I just have to praise two things about it real quick. The animation is stunning. Gorgeous it is show. It is an yeah. absolutely gorgeous looking show. Um, there's like, in, cause like the action sequences are all very like, you can just tell exactly what's going on and like I don't know, it's just all very yeah. clean, very very nice, like it's just really nice to look at, really you're, well you're, done. You're right about the, the what you were just talking about the uh, the kind of spatial orientation of the action sequences, which is yeah. like just the hardest thing to direct and yes, it, it, it's it's really well uh, well realized in the anime in anime. Uh, that's really great. And also the the music on the show is just wonderful. It's so good. It, it's 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 all like that sort of like yeah throwback sort of like sixties like spy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's just great. I just I just I really just love it. It's just it's it's just such a like exactly my type of thing. I I'm really really enjoying it. Uh, but that's that's it that's it for me. That's all I've been weaving. Wow. Wow. How about you, Nick Weiger? What have you been waving? Thanks for asking, Ash. It's my so, fucking job. That I, I'll ask. Well, I can't. I can't thank you for a job well done. <laughs> thank you. I mean, thank what you. What are we doing here? Why don't you start doing your job? Oh God. Fucking Ash is just working us over like a speed bag. It's. It is. It's so impressive that I'm not even mad because it is it, it like it's it's one thing to sort of like get cucked on your own show yeah by like a kid but like that's it what are you gonna do it happened uh, I watched a a feature film oh it's the first feature uh, by the director uh, Makoto Shinkai who his most famous film is Your Name. Uh, and uh, he has an upcoming film called Suzume. This is his first feature, and this was this is called The Place Promised in Our Early Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this movie is wild. I really liked it. It's got so many ideas, and I I, I mean just, just to distill the premise. First off, I'll, I'll I'll just say like you know just from a from a pure aesthetic standpoint, it is gorgeous. Like the mm-hmm. backgrounds are absolutely stunning, and it's got some really great uh, animation sequences, both like sort of small human emotions, and then also these larger sort of action set pieces. It's it's just like it's just a wonderful thing to look at. Um, just to spend ninety minutes looking at this thing is uh, is already like worth the price of admission. But narratively. It's got so much going on. Basically, what it is is it's a it's a it's an alternate post war post World War II timeline where Japan has been cleaved into a a portion of its territory that's just effectively been colonialized by the U.S. The U.S. just administers like this part of Japan, fully controls it, and then another part that's controlled by what's called the Union, which seems like some sort of you know. Uh, vaguely uh, a, a Japanese nationalist sort of faction, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a, and so there that's already the premise. Like that's already like a lot that's going on. Uh, but then on top of that, there's this, just like this enormous tower that appears. That's like you know just goes like into the sky. Um, 
basically into uh into space like this 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 space elevator uh sized tower uh that that happens in the union part of the territory the story takes place between these characters um uh, these young people this uh, uh two boys and a girl uh who have are like these aspirations to like visit the tower so all this is starting up and then on top of that uh, like alternate dimensions become a huge part of the narrative. So it's just got like, uh, it, it just, it feels like it's just like a, one of those more is more approaches where it's just got so many different ideas that are thrown into it that it's a, honestly a lot to absorb, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed watching it. Um, again, just, just purely from a visual standpoint, it's so cool to look at, uh, even though I got a little muddled in terms of like, wait, what are where are these B fifty two bombers coming from, and what are they like? I, I I got a little confused, honestly, trying to follow all of it. Uh, but it is it is like just a really cool movie, and as a feature debut, it's just sort of like, oh, I see how this dude kind of evolved into you know the one of the preeminent uh, uh, anime directors working today. So yeah, it's a it's a really cool film worth watching if you haven't seen it. Yeah, the place promised in our early days. It's fantastic. I yeah. I'll I'll. Like it is not the masterpiece that your name is, um, but your name is among my favorite of all films. So you know that's it's a it's a high bar to reach. Mm-hmm. But Place Promised is a good movie. It's fucking gorgeous. It is really cool. Yeah, it's 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 rad. Uh, that that was me, uh, Heather. How about you? Well, uh, you know, I've been under the under the gun for a few weeks here, and I I know that's a, a continued refrain here on. Get animated and on get played, but um, I did have a little opportunity to flip through the latest issue of Hobby Japan, which I subscribed to last year uh, after a lifetime of going to the Kinokuniya bookstore and flipping through it there and being like, "God, I wish I could subscribe to this." I was like, "The fucking internet exists. There's definitely a way to do it." <laughs> so I did it last wow. year. I subscribed to Hobby Japan, and now I get them in a, a like a terrifyingly unmarked envelope from some Japanese shipper who I think maybe goes to the store and gets an issue and just drops it in an envelope for me. Not sure. (laughs) Um, And this issue is all about airbrushing uh, your model kits. And it makes me really wish that I could get into airbrushing, but it seems like the next stage in model kit design and model kit, like upkeep to be like, Oh, I'm going to, prime this Gundam model kit, then apply basically the same colors, but perfectly is like, I, I'm all, I've already got like my, my fucking, my latest perfect grade Gundam already has a blue chest and like red abs and little yellow f- foils on it, on his, on his boobies. He looks great. But there are people who really just take every single piece and airbrush them. And this entire magazine is dedicated to it. And then once in a while, you'll also see like a featured model and you're like, why is this? So like one of the featured models in this month's issue is the robot from RoboCop 2. Like Mm -hmm. the bad guy robot. Wow. And it's like, here, check out this fucking model kit for the RoboCop 2 robot. And you're like. Why why is this getting so much featured play in a magazine where the magazine itself must be expensive to create? But right. sure enough. That's that's what I've that's what I've been weaving is uh Hobby Japan. And that's, hey, that's it. Cool. Like I don't have any fucking time for anything else. <laughs> My life is a uh, a trash compactor slowly <laughs> crushing me to death. Guys. Well- you did make some time though for Blue Lock, which we're going to discuss. I did. I did. I woke up at six a.m. to watch Blue Lock, and it was worth it. Uh, again, a couple of good episodes as we're heading towards the finish line here. Wrong. I'm, mix- I'm mixing my sports metaphors. We're as we're headed into additional time, as Heather said. Is that is that what it's called? It's what it's called in the show. Isn't there something else it's called? Isn't it called like scrimmage time or something? Roughage extra time? time. Extra time. I don't know. Penalty time. I Guys, there is there's a there's a quote in this first episode about uh, Bachira's backstory that I can't wait till we get to in our in our sort of mm-hmm. rundown. I loved this episode. 
Uh, you, I, I, yeah, I wonder if, uh, it, I, I wonder if I'll say it or, or you'll have to remember it. But yeah, there, there is, uh, there's some good stuff in this episode. Uh, so it starts off. We're picking up where we left off the previous episode, and we were all talking last time, like who are who's going to be picked. We all had our own theories, but uh, whoever said Chigiri was correct, Chigiri was ends me. up being the pick. Heather That's was right. Me, I so think I said it. <laughs> okay, so you two were all you you were both correct. I think I said it too. No, you did. We right. you, said, you said somebody else. No, I said Kunigami for sure. I thought they were. I thought they were gonna like do a, a little rug pull and be like, "Hey, Kunigami, you haven't been thinking about him, but you know what? He's actually got the attributes." But it ends up being Chigiri because he's the one person who has an asset uh, that they all like. Were like, "Wait, this is like an undeniable skill." And basically, what Isagi is dealing with is like, we don't want a balance team, uh, which Mikage would add balance to the team, but that's like, but he calls it a suicidal act. Uh, because that's not yeah. what we do. Our whole thing is just to have a bunch of just potent, uh, you know, like just uh, just weapons that can react off of each other. Chemical reactions keeps being said over and over again, and that and Chigiri is the one dude who can do that. So they asked Chigiri to join them, um, and Chigiri is like says some party words to Kunigami. Says, "Don't forget that we haven't beaten Asagi yet." Uh, so uh, they're gonna like you know they're gonna keep. I guess he's stewing over that, even though they're now divided. Um, so Nagi and Mikage have a little bit of a talk here. This this uh, ro simmering romantic uh, tension um, continues to head toward a boil. Uh, and perhaps it boils over at this point because uh, Nagi is like, hey, you're amazing. Like you're like the only way we could were able to defeat you is because you were we knew how good you were. And um, and then Mikage is like, then why didn't you pick me? And he's like, you don't care about me anymore. And you forgot about our promise. And Nagi's basically like, I, I could choose you, but I like that's not like exciting. Yeah. And it's like, it's you who forgot your promise. And I'm done caring with you. He calls him a hassle. Like, he's like, you're a hassle, so I'm done with you, which is like a really sort of like, it played as a devastating moment. It really hits him hard. Uh, he walks away. Um, and Kunigami is like, Mikage is like looking down and Kunigami like pulls his head up. He's like, don't look down. If you, you got to look at them, like watch them leave because if you, if our heads drop now, we're done for. Uh, so this is all like played for it to pretty devastating effect. Yeah. And then we get into brutal. Bachira's backstory. Which I fucking loved. Good stuff. I loved it. There are so many layers of love that I feel for Bachira's backstory that I was like, oh, this is a show. It's like, also you could a thing. You could spin this guy off with his like, like, it's, it's never like one to one like, hey, your mom's an artist. She's followed her dreams. So you follow yours. It's all like metatextual, not meta. It's there, but they don't say it. They don't yes. have to say it. She's fucking painting and she's telling her son, do what you're supposed to do. I yes. fucking loved it. Yeah, we're th this is again the and I think this is this is a cool thing the show does of like up to this point, Bachira has basically been a, a comedic character who's like the naked guy. Yeah. And but they're Chikra. like Yeah, exactly. But Chikra, yeah. We're all calling him Butt Chikra. And they're like, hey, you that guy you've been calling Butt Chikra? We know you've been doing it. Well, how about we give you a little bit of insight into what's actually making him tick? Yeah. And so we have this flashback. We have little Bachira, who's a cute little boy. Um, and he's like play he's like he's acknowledging his monster to his artist mom. But he's like, I want a real friend. Like I want someone who's who I can actually play with. Uh and so we'll return to that. We'll spend some more time with Bachira as we go. Uh meanwhile, Isagi is like uh, his team, uh, now with the, f the four of them, uh, they're on the next stage. And they're like, hmm, we could go against Atoshi. That could be, you know, our next opponent. Uh, but they're all just having uh, a, a little a, a little fight, a little, uh, you know, a little brawl over uh, the state of their living quarters. Baro's mad about their, like, you guys are messy. Uh, Chigiri's like, he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, Nagi's got his own thing going on. Uh, Baro's a neat freak, and he's dealing with these two like sort of sort of more slovenly, like chill dudes. And he's like screaming at them, very mad yeah. at them. I like how mad he is. It would be, it it would be like if like Dominic Toretto was like, I guess it's if he was just also clean. 
<laughs> like he's like, okay, it's all about family, but families fucking pick up their messes. <laughs> so, um, so they're all just like, sort of like you know, like fucking watching videos or whatever, and mm-hmm. living in in uh, in squalor. And uh, Baro is just basically like pissed off, and Isagi's like, let's go eat. So they go to the cafeteria, and Isagi's there, and he's like, man. Are you uh are you still mad at me? Like is it was this, it's that thing I said to you, right? Wasn't it kind of like I guess it was kind of went too far when I said that comment to you. Um and Barrow's reply is basically like, "No, everything you said was okay. I didn't like that you called me a donkey, but everything was fine." Um and it made me stronger. It's like you killed me and then I came back to life and I'm more powerful now. Yeah. Um, and uh, Barrow's like, now I just want to devour you. So they're talking about evolving at various speeds. Uh, Nagi is watching a video, meanwhile, in their living quarters. Uh, And uh, Chigiri's like, who's that? And Nagi's like, I don't know, this guy's really good. And he's like, that's Noel Noah. That's the best soccer player in the world. (laughs) He's like, you don't know shit. How are you so good? You don't know fucking anything about the sport you've dedicated your life to. He's like, I don't know. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a more. good answer. He's like, I don't he doesn't know. know. Yeah, he's like, I don't know about this shit. Uh, meanwhile, he he sees Chigiri's scars from his surgery, and is like, uh, you know, like, like, wow, what's what's going on there? And Chigiri again, just like, if I get injured again, that's the end of my career. But I, I'm just gonna keep doing going at it because that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, Baro and Isagi come back. Room's even messier. Uh, and they're uh, they're also just like kicking objects around now. They're like trying to balance shoes on their feet and such, <laughs> um, which is fun. <laughs> there was also a moment um, when Baro and uh, Isagi are talking, where Isagi's like, "Okay, this guy's awesome." Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just like he's like he's thinking about it a little bit, and he's just like. Oh, he's actually really cool. I love this guy. Yeah, uh, and it's yeah. just like he's not nice to you, but uh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we have our little, uh, our our little ad break, our little card that we go to for a uh, blue lock, and then mm-hmm. we come back to, and we're getting more uh, little uh, Bachira, uh, love soccer, awake or asleep from dawn until dusk. Like all he did is he wanted to play soccer, just just a little kid, loved to dribble around, loved to kick the ball. Uh, we see him playing with some other kids, and he's just absolutely fucking shithousing them. Um, and the kids, to the point where the kids are just like, this is no fun. We don't want to play with you anymore. Um, and he's just kind of, like, incredulous. Like, why don't you work harder? Or, like, why don't you just, like, try to uh, wh- whatever, like, go even, uh, you know, c- try to keep up? Yeah. Uh, but instead, they're like, no, we want to go play video games. He's like, wait, I don't get it. And then they uh, they just, like, kick his ass. Um and uh, he has a little Band-Aid on his nose. Yeah. He's been stomped down by the kids who are uh, jealous and uh, afraid of him because of his soccer abilities. And he says something like, because like, they want to play video games, and he's like, well, like playing outside and like playing with a ball is, is more fun compared to video games. And I was like, this guy, I know we're supposed to be feeling for him right now. Enemy of mine. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Video games are the best thing, idiot. <laughs> so they keep calling him a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, he goes home to his mom. His artist mom uh, gives him a little head pat. Says, you know, live your life, believe in yourself. Yeah, but I want to say what she says because this Please, was my quote. It. She says, live your life believing in it. Everyone wants to believe in something, but as they grow older, they find they can't anymore. So they pretend they can't hear the voice inside until eventually they can no longer hear what it's saying. And I was like, fucking ice pick. Like, every kid starts with some kind of something that Mm -hmm. they want. And then this fucking world or their parents or their peers or their circumstance cuts it out of them and it's brutal and i i love like anytime i see somebody like affirming that and being like so you have to keep fighting i was like man that's good it's fucking good stuff right there 
there's also like what she's that that's a that's a great insight and i'm glad you read that whole quote i i think the the other thing is as she's doing this she's like they they show the canvas of what she's painting and it's like basically a wall-sized uh like landscape of like the universe it's just like this enormous this this totally expansive yeah. i think that's what it's supposed to be I, maybe it's supposed to be an abstract thing but it looks like it's just like this this gigantic star field with nebula and it's mm. just like a really cool piece of art but i think it also that also kind of thematically ties in with just you know uh imagination and being open to possibilities and he's got a cool bedspread that's the other thing machira's got like this bedspread that's like i don't know it's just I, I, it's really artistic pattern that we see in one shot um when he's in a kid when he's a kid in his room um watching uh soccer highlights but anyway so he basically is like okay he's taken from that i gotta learn to play soccer with my monster um and he continues to improve his skills study the game uh and get more and more competitive and more and more accomplished until it leads with leads to him receiving uh the invitation to become a certified athlete uh, which is where he becomes into uh the uh blue lock facility so he's got the invitation there. Yeah. And um we're back in the present, right? We're back where he's playing with uh he's playing with the shithead. Who's the shithead? What the fuck's his name? Rin, right? Yes. Yes. He's playing yeah. with a shitty guy. And we're also seeing that he's got like the like we get back to that moment before we get to that, we get a little bit of oh, that's right. We have the little bit of the flashback to the pilot episode where Bachira was asleep on the floor um, during that exercise where whoever get, touches the ball last gets eliminated. And we see the moment where he uh, does like a, a handstand kick to the face uh, of the guy who's going to have to be a, a monk. Um, and the ball is being kicked all over and he's just like, this is great. And there's got to be someone as good as my monster. And he realizes it's Asagi, or at least he has an inkling that it's Asagi. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of just replaying that pilot from his perspective. I mean, Bachira is like at the end of him, like re-experiencing the pilot. He's like, I have to decide who's going to be the better monster. Yeah. Is it going to be Rin or is it going to be Asagi? Yes, and that's, and that's our out. That's basically the end of the episode, right? And yeah, yeah. We, we also yeah. didn't really talk okay, about. Um, I loved the, the 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 depiction of the monster actually, and that it was like an actual monster. Yeah, little Groot esque. Yes. Yeah, just a little like Kinda sort got of like teen Groot vibes. Yeah, he's sort of he's giving teen Groot. <laughs> uh, the additional time is just a quick thing with uh, the like three characters that you've kind of forgotten about, including Kuon, the dude who betrayed them. Oh yeah, Kuon uh, hanging out. Little Kuon, forgot about Kuon. <laughs> Gave him the Dre treatment. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this episode? I Mostly like Bachira backstory. It's good stuff. I liked. I liked learning about that. Uh, I liked learning about Bachira in, in in that in the same way that like in like a Ted Lasso or something when they can devote just a little more time to a side character. Uh, it's the only frame of comparison that I have because the other soccer show. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I, I like when I'm like, oh, cool, we're spending a little time with Danny Rojas. That's great. I love that. Uh, like, uh, it's it's great. But I mean, those the like I've seen shows where those episodes don't work. Yeah, that's true like, too. You haven't yeah. fully, you haven't realized this character enough, or you haven't figured out what's going on. And, and, like, this is just 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 feels like a flourish. This doesn't feel like you're actually saying anything. Uh, you know, consequential to the larger world here, but this is that's not the case with these. This is the the Bachira episodes, uh, really good, and all these character deep dives just give you additional insight into what's going on with them, um, including the one with Baro we talked about a few weeks ago, yeah, maybe last week. Okay, so we're heading into the next episode, uh, and this is this starts off our cold open here is that we've got the uh, uh, we've got Tokamitsu and Ryu. Tokamitsu is the coward. Uh, are you as the glam dude, and they're both just saying to to Bachira, "Hey, give me some some passes. I want to I want to score some goals." And um, Bachira, they're just sort of walking into the fourth stage for this match that's about to begin. Uh, they are Team Red, and they're going against Team White. Uh, and Team White is, I guess, our hero team. 
Uh, and uh, this this cold open ends with Bachira just smiling uh, with uh, with the monster looming behind him. Uh, we go to the cr- the opening credits. Yeah. And on the other side of it, we're coming out to a game uh, that's between the two of the two teams that we just set up. Uh, so are you? This I like. We yeah. Get Glam guy and Chigiri are having like the long haired dude sort of showdown. Yeah. And it's just as like. Your hair is incredible. Yeah. Like, your hair looks so good. I love it. What do you do it? Like, They're... how do you take care of it? And uh, are you asking Chigiri this? And Chigiri is basically like, oh, I'm just, just kind of is like this. Um, are you like touches his hair? Uh, and he's like, uh, it's, it's an honor to play against a fellow uh, glam guy. Cause I, you know, I love, I it just like, I'm just so like, this is, uh, we're, we're in the same class here. We're the same guy. I think Chigiri's hair, uh, Chigiri's hair is um, is better. I think his hair is better too, but like, and I think probably there's a little bit of are you an uh, like understanding and acknowledging that? Yeah. But because he's so glam, he can't just like he can't restrain himself. No. Yeah. It's he's like gotta. one of those things where it's just like, oh, this guy's just got like an amazing head of hair. Yeah. This <laughs> this is the line. Wait, hold on. I, I had it right here. Uh, calls him. He says he has natural born glam. Um, Chigiri's like, don't touch my hair, and he's just like, uh, I'm sorry, I obey the laws of glam. Your hair is just too beautiful. <laughs> it's an honor to be talking. To, it's an honor to be taking on a fellow member of the glam fam. That's the line from the subtitle. <laughs> he's 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 my new favorite guy. He's so funny. We're get, we'll get like an episode. Like episode twenty two will be like about like you know it'll be like a like. 12 minutes we'll spend with him like grieving like the death of his father yeah and, then, and, then, like, and like he like, used like, to be he used to be ugly and he like who's yes it was, yeah yeah it was, it was his father's like, wish to be for him to be glam yeah his dad's yes, gonna yeah. be like son you're too ugly and he shoots himself in the head and you're like, oh my god and he's like i'm gonna dedicate myself to being nice and hot <laughs> Uh, a lot of great glam stuff here. Um, Isagi is talking to Jigiri. Jigiri's like, "What the fuck is going on with these weird? Like the like these are these guys even good?" And Isagi has to be like, "Yeah, these guys are fucking great." Um, we see the coward guy just apologizing. He just like drops to his knees in front of Baro and is like, you know, like, "Hey, plays like the you know, go easy on us or whatever." Um, but then Baro tries to move him, and the dude is just like made of solid rock. Like he's just he's just like a little like you know he's like the thing he's just like completely immo- uh, like Im- immovable. Yeah, I'm really worried about this guy. After watching mm. these two episodes, I'm like, well, we we can see Glam's skill, we can yeah. of course see Rin's skill. I'm I'm scared of brother guy. I think some shit's gonna go down. So we basically just get into the game at this point. Yeah. And we're getting to, you know, it's 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 the showdown. We've got uh, Bachira. We've got, uh, you know, Itoshi. Um, we've got uh, Tokamitsu and Aryu. We've got them on one side. And then we've got the team that's been built up one by one uh, on the other side, our hero team, Team White, Isagi, Nagi, Baro, and Shigiri. And they are trying to, uh, you know, throw everything they can at the top three. Uh who is the the team that took that stole Bachira? So this is what's going on. Here's here's what I didn't see coming in this episode. Yeah, I expected the structure to be the same. Other dudes get like three goals, and then Izagi's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I gotta do some shit here, or we're fucked." And instead, yeah. we open with our team being awesome. They yes. like out of the gate get a goal and it's one zero. And I was like, Oh no, does this mean that they're going to lose? Does that mm-hmm. mean like they lose one of their people and then Isagi has got to push forward again because like story structure wise, if you get the first goal, then you lose the game. But instead it's immediate that they were, that they return the goal on the other team. Like Rin is such an unstoppable force. Yes. And I also want to say, this was almost my um, my uh, self-proclaimed. 
I now have a trigger for standing a villain. And it is if mm. the rest of the fucking show is like guitars and like fucking like rock or, you know, like, oh, we got to let's get mm-hmm. our, let's get back in there. And somebody comes on the field and they've got a full chorus behind them of like live singers singing like some Latin shit. Like, I'm like, oh, that's my guy. That's my yeah. fucking guy. Like, Rin has a theme that is different from everybody else's theme. And it's like, like, it, like he's yes, he's doing so a totally funny. different thing. This is the Sephiroth factor. Yeah. So so we get our we've got our our guys get a goal. The other guys fucking like return immediately and hit that goal. And if yes. I'm not mistaken, the next goal that happens is Nagi being like, I have to pull some shit out. Like, yeah. I have not been the kind of dude who's normally into this shit, but I'm thinking about what Rayo said to me, and I'm thinking about how I've never really tried anything. And I've also watched this video of that guy, Noel Noah. Yes. And so he, in one of my favorite visuals of the entire show so far, blasts past Isagi, and puzzle pieces are, like, pulled off of Isagi's head. Yeah. As if he's like trying to construct how to win the game. And Nagi's so good that he destroys the puzzle. Fucking loved it. This show uh, the, gets me amped, man. It's great. I, I mean, like the the you know, the the super link up combo, which I believe is the title of this episode. Sorry, sync super link up play is the title of the episode, but they have the super link up combo, which comes mm-hmm. pretty early, which is in this match. Um, leads to that first goal, which is just basically the four of them all devouring each other in sequence. Um, And as such, they're able to slam the ball around and put it into the net. But there is a moment where we see Rin just basically uh, like, uh, you know, Nagi is like trying to get the ball past Rin. He's like, he's spaced himself so perfectly that there's basically nothing I can do. And, and he's done this basically after a little bit of seeing me play. Like he knows, like a, like this is this dude is a genius level talent, and this is the realization of that. Um. So yeah, the ball is got, being kicked around some more. Uh, we see that Ru is just like has so much reach. Uh, he's able to take it over from Chigiri into in that um. Uh, in their individual matchup. Uh, we also just see that like you know. <laughs> I like that. I like that the scary guy calls Barrow a. A uh, uh, or the I mean, the coward guy calls Barrow a scary gorilla man. Yeah, and then at a certain point, he's just like, "I hate this." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's so powerful that he matches up with Barrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so basically, like each of these players has a counter to them. Uh, with their their counterpart on the other team, uh, is able to best them somehow. Um, so yeah, this game keeps going. It's fucking good. It's good stuff. I got no I got no complaints about this show, man. I I'm just I'm so like I feel like I can do anything in my day if I wake up and watch this first. Yeah. If I if I sort of like tag team an episode of Blue Lock with the Spider-Verse trailer, then I'm like, all right, here we go. There's nothing <laughs> I can't do. I'm gonna rewrite my own destiny. I'm going to shatter the puzzle of my mind and reassemble it to form a new picture, which isn't how puzzles work. <laughs> That's like um, Crank putting the uh, the like jumper cables on his tongue, but you, but your version of it. <laughs> <laughs> Crank should be All an anime, by where... the way. What's that? Crank should be an anime. Yeah, it basically is an anime. Yeah, already. <laughs> crank two, especially what's that, what I can't forget. What is Crank two just called? Crank two, yeah, a high voltage, like, high voltage. That's what it is. That's there. That one's just a cartoon. Yeah, there should have been. I mean, this is such a tangent. There should have been ten cranks. It's <laughs> there should have been so many cranks. I don't know why they're not they're just still making cranks. Yeah, he's great. Fun franchise. <laughs> uh, we see Bachira and Aryu. Are you having a connection? Um, and there's a moment where he's just kind of like. Aryu's like, wait, I can't, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a thing the show does really well, which mm-hmm. is kind of like stepping inside of, of a player's subconsciousness and, le- le- and, and like sort of exploring the 
uh, intellectual breakdown of how they make these decisions in real time um, by slowing things almost to frame by frame. And so he's like, he's like, wait, this pass is coming to me. But if I wait to where the pass, if I get to where the pass is headed, someone is going to beat me to it. So I need to be effectively intercept the pass in midair. And that allows him to use his ability of his uh, extraordinary size and reach um, to make a very glam move on the ball. Uh, so Nagi's reached a, at a certain point and he's like, I want to crush them. Mm-hmm. And he has a flashback. He goes into his head and he's like, you know what? The reason that I feel this is because of Rayo. Rayo introduced me to this. Rayo Mikage. And he's like, you know what? I came to Blue Lock and I lost and I changed. But now I want to get stronger. He's basically ha- realized his resolve is strengthened uh, because he had his experience with Rayo with uh, and l- like left him behind. Like That was part of it. And so they reach a point where they're just like, you know what? Asagi's like, hey, I've got to, we got to devour them all. Yes. And we're still kind of in Nagi's head. Yeah. And Nagi is like, kind of like, you know, I'm sorry I'm not with you, Mikage. Again, just kind of longing for him, even as he's having the success with his team. A lot going on in this, in this game. A lot of, it's a, it's a busy, it's a busy one. It's a busy episode. They got Baro set up as a decoy. Everyone is just like, it's the gamesmanship of like, Wait, what are what are they planning? And then also, what do we know? What they're pl- like? What are what do they think we're doing? And what is their reaction going to be to what they think they think we're doing? And then what is our counter move because of that? Yeah, everyone is thinking so many on such a level of like, you know, uh, how do I counteract ex- what they're going? How do I anticipate what they're going to do and and counteract it in advance? Yeah, they're like overthinking it. Like they're thinking so yes. much. They're like they're they are you know ultimately they do miss something huge. So yeah, we leave to the, we lead to the point we're headed towards the yeah the moment where Nagi gets the goal like Heather was talking about. Uh, it's like yeah they were we're getting that that amazing image of the puzzle pieces being transferred uh from back and forth between characters redraw the future of this in an instant, and um. Nagi is like, uh, you know, he's got the this volley shot uh, that he actually controls the ball off of, and uh, Itoshi uh, can't stop him. Uh, Nagi has a shot. Uh, he does this fake volley, and then he scores. And Nagi's basically like, with Asagi, I will get, keep getting stronger. I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry, Makage, I can't go back to where I was with you uh, after knowing how this is, mm-hmm. after knowing how good this feels. Like, I'm sorry. It's basically again just like we're going to the relationship thing. Yeah, the way here's the here's wait, I have the exact line here. One second. Um sorry, Rayo. Now that I know how good this feels, I can't go back to how I was before. It's just like I found an I found a new man. And yeah. I'm sorry. Like it's, it's like so <laughs> it's so overtly romantic. Yeah. It feel it feels like a like a it feels like every scene in this show could be the setup for a gay doujinshi where you like just pair up the characters and they fuck like you could just take Mm -hmm. the dialogue and be like instead of sports they fuck in the end of this scene (laughs) i don't mind it and they could they could still they could still god what what a what if the last episode is just like them (laughs) fucking so basically, we uh, that that's it. We uh, we end with that going on. We end with a uh, Bachira is like Itoshi's like, hey, they got us, and uh, Itoshi's like, you know, shut up. And that's where we got to credits. <laughs> um, our little uh, our little post credit sequence. Our additional time here is uh, entitled Nagi's School Life, and this is just about flashing back to uh, Mikage uh, yeah. and Nagi being classmates uh, when Mikage noticed his soccer genius and uh, recruited him. And Nagi's just sleeping in class. Yeah. But then he still gets the second highest score on the exam. Yeah. I can fucking relate. Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, I would have the reverse problem, except I would also still be asleep. There is something of just like he's just Mikage is like the Mikage has the top score, but he had to work his ass off. Yeah. He put in no effort and has the second highest score. And Mikage is like, that's even more impressive. So good. Got to give it up. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, any other thoughts on either of these episodes? 
we're in the we're in the home stretch, as they say, the maybe the the seventh inning stretch, and um, mm. uh, well, that way you're not alone, Nick, uh, mixing up the yeah, sports. Yeah, perfect. Stuff. Um, but I I'm I'm excited to see how they what. How, where we choose to leave off in this story, where they chose to leave off uh, at the end of this season, because yeah, if there's another season coming up, I I I I can't even think to what is going to be happening. I'm excited. I it's hard. It's 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 difficult to recap these episodes. I feel like yeah, they're just like so much, just like soccer action. Yeah, it's like it's like recapping like a you know like a martial arts sequence in a movie. Sometimes it's like. Yeah, I don't know. This guy kicks this guy, and then he goes through a window, and this other guy goes and pick, you know, it's yeah. like there's so much going on. This part was cool, um, and when he did that, yeah, this, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, he's like, "It's fucking awesome." Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> fucking sick. <laughs> but it is, I like, like I, you know, again, this is a thing we've said before, but specifically with Nagi, who you just thought I was like, okay, this will be like a kind of a one-off antagonist. It's like, oh, we've we've got like this sort of, uh, you know these two bad guys for this episode we've got makage and and nagi his little sidekick and then it's just like wait nagi has become like a full-fledged uh you know like like primary character yeah um in this in this story it's just it's i, I don't know structurally it's a it's it's really cool the way this series has handled everyone yeah um good show great show and maybe some other people some listeners have some comments perhaps that's right. Those were our thoughts on episode 19, Dancing Boy, and episode 20, Super Link Up Play. But you had some thoughts on last week's episodes, episode 17, Donkey. Imagine I said that like Shrek. And episode 18, <laughs> The Stage for the Lead. Let's get some of those thoughts right now in our regular segment, Chain Reactions, colon, Blue Talk. 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 B L U W T A W K. Yeah. Blue Talk. Blue That's Talk it. is kind of evolving a little bit. I like that this has lore. Yeah. This part of it. <laughs> it's good. Just the intro. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This first one is from Anthony RC627. Wow. Patreon. Hey. Hi, Anthony. Big What's up, fan. Anthony? What's up, Anthony? Big fan of the pod. I don't watch this particular anime, but I love the back and forth of the gang. I really enjoy everyone's takes and kind of wish that every so often an anime movie is reviewed within a series just to break things up. That's my two cents. Hey, I'm down to watch a movie. Maybe after this, in between, once we finish Blue Lock yep. and move on to the next thing, maybe we'll watch a movie as a palate actually, cleanser. I actually have a pitch on this, which yeah. is that Makoto Shinkai has a new movie coming out called Suzume. That's getting a theatrical yes. release. Oof. Might be a good candidate, or we could talk about any Shinkai in general. You know, one I'll, of the... wa I'll watch anything that that man makes. Yeah, your name, top five movies of all time across genres. Wow, and, like, animated or live action, your name, banger, a rangeranger. Wow. Okay, so we're doing. We'll do something like that. That sounds great. Yeah. I'd love to watch any of his movies, and it's. Uh, I'd like to go see that new one in theaters, even. Um, so th that's that's something to look forward to. Yeah, we'll definitely do more. We've, we've been doing movies, Anthony, and that they're probably there. You know, if you depending on when you join the feed, you you uh, there's there definitely some in the backlog. We talked about uh, uh what do we talk about? Uh, Vampire Hunter D, Akira, Hunter D Tokyo one, Godfathers. Yeah. Right, we've talked about a few. So check those and, out, and many more to come. Yeah, because we gotta we gotta talk about something. Um, this one, this next one's from Chad Schaefer. What's up, Chad? What's up, Chad? Blue talk. When Boro has a moment of defeat in his head and sees himself drinking beer in a dark room, literally watching his dream die on TV, then instantly says, fuck that, and evolves instead, that was fucking awesome. It's so funny. It's such a great, like, I, just him having this bleak fantasy and overcoming it. And his fantasy is watching someone else succeed. Like, that's, like, the worst thing he can imagine. Yeah. Fuck as that. A, as a writer, I I wish that I could include, and I've tried, I wish I could include choices like that because trying to get something like that into an American script is such a battle. Yeah. To, yeah. Be, like, to be like, we see this guy, for example, we see this guy get in a car wreck 
Or you know what a great a great example of this idea is is fucking Weiger's Gungan style. Oh, a hundred percent. Like like the decisions made at Funny or Die allowed for like that sort of exploration of comedy, but I feel like there's so much like A to B to C to D to get things into like the palatable palatable space of what American media vocabulary is. Yes. But I see shit like this in anime all the time. It's so fucking funny. It is so funny. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's always, you know, there, there's such a, there's such an adherence, I think, especially in the wake of like kind of this, this, the template version of like, this is how a story is supposed to be structured. These, they, and that successful movies can be pointed as like, they do these things exactly we need to do exactly this, exactly this format, exactly this formula, that something like that would be like extraneous and that some exec would point at some structural reason why it can't be done, you know? Uh, like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's cool to see and that, that, that absolutely is a thing that, you know, anime and, uh, you know, the, the Japanese media in general, you, you, you see some distinct choices, which is part of what, what makes it so engaging. Well, and, and yeah, there, there, there you have it. Thanks, thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Uh, Great moment this- to isolate. This next one's from Adam Curtis. Wow. Hi, Adam. Adam. Adam Curtis? Adam Curtis. Is this the, the documentarian Adam Curtis? <laughs> listens to our show? Holy shit. Let me just take a moment to say I thought hypernormalization was excellent. I really, really <laughs> like the power of nightmares. And, uh, you know, I think that um, All Watched Over by Machines of Love and Grace is fundamentally like it's it is the primer for what is happening online and you made it long before elon musk took over twitter so so just thank you thank you Thanks, adam, adam curtis i've only seen hypernormalization, but i did really enjoy it uh right, does, I, does he have a question no okay cool <laughs> uh no, no no he does he does um and it's uh, I just checked and um, it is him. Wow, wow. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's Shit. not. Uh, it's not. Um, I can't do that. Incredible. I can't do that. It's okay. Um, what do you think the blue lock of podcasting would be, and what would each of you use as your weapons? Hmm. So I guess some sort of competitive event. Uh. Yeah, I mean the blue the blue lock of podcasting would be depressing. Mm-hmm. The facilities would have to be just like really grimy, um, like a basement. It should be like it should all be in a basement. Yeah, everyone should be like. I guess I guess you'd go into a a, a studio, and uh, have some sort of recording based challenge. Like you'd be kind of paired up and to be like, you'd start with like, hey, this is a two person podcasting group. And then you're going to add it. You're going to keep, as you keep winning podcast offs. Yeah, you're going to build gonna a add additional hosts. Yeah. yeah, until you until you, until you eventually have too many people. Mm-hmm. And there, then there's just a bunch of overtalk. I guess there would probably be like Zoom challenges too. Like there'd be times when you're doing a remote mm-hmm. or you're, ma- you're battling someone's bad internet connection. They have to go audio only. Um, Some but, teams are going to be stacked like with like who you like. They're going to be stacked with people who you know from podcasting and like are good at podcasting. And then there's going to be other teams where someone's going to just draft like a celebrity early on. And, yes. um, you know, that's going to either uh, do great for them or ruin the whole thing. Um, so it just it, it's, it's all just a matter of like when that move takes place within the game for sure. I will say that like the approach of, you know, getting like, you know, uh, having a. Uh, Nagi and Baro and Isagi all together would absolutely not work Mm because everyone would just be over talking each other the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like everyone would just be trying to say the most things and there'd be no chemistry. Uh, So the idea of it being just like, hey, it's going to we're getting all all these ISO ball players who are just going to be completely dominant uh, and win that way. It's not the same sort of thing. There needs to be some sort of give and take. My weapon would be an absolute zero belief in anything and an ad- adaptability to be put on any podcast and talk at length about anything. Mm. Like, 
it would not be until a podcast was about like a belief in like it was like hi welcome to the belief podcast where we're going to center ourselves and we're going to experience something vulnerable and true that would be my my kryptonite i wouldn't yeah. get past that stage i'd get fucked right but if it was like hi you're 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 on a podcast where we're talking about the woke left and what a bunch of assholes these guys are as they try and jam lgbt into my blt <laughs> <laughs> pretty good it's okay it's actually yeah i'm listening like i'd be fine with that wait our Go patreon's ahead. going up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what my weapon would be um something that because i'm on like the other side of this too right where i like as uh like a, oh. a a performer but also on like the production like the like, business wow. side that's a great that's weapon. weapon that's yeah. a huge weapon man uh my superpower is something our old producer devin bryant said to me once mm -hmm. as a compliment which is that I have a narrow vocal range. Yes. So apparently that's very appealing to listen to, having a narrow vocal range, which is I know a euphemism for monotone, but I'll take the I'll take the W. I think to give to 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 expand on that W from what he's explained yeah. to me in the past too. Mm -hmm. Visually, when you see the waveform. He knows certain things about where it is in the waveform, like where it is in the episode, right. without um, hearing it first, because he can see repeated like phrases and stuff. Like if now it's time for the question block, you say it the same way, uh, pretty consistently. It's gonna make the same waves again, and he can see that. So that's his superpower. Wow. Yeah. Me, I just see it all. I'm like, I don't know what the, what what is this stuff. <laughs> That's, uh, what? That's like seeing the Matrix, looking it at is. waveforms and knowing what words are said. Yeah. Wow. So it's pleasant for the audience if you have a, a, a narrow vocal range? That's what I've been told. I got to change up my game. <laughs> we go full <laughs> NPR next week, just like, <laughs> hello and welcome to Get Played. This is um, Matt Apodaca, Heather Ann Campbell, and Nick Weiger. Today we're going to be talking about Tetris. Wow, Pretty Tetris. Good. What a video game. Blocks I of remember, four, some more. I remember the first time that I played Tetris. It was April 1989, and we were all jonesing for something new. Hey, can we take a quick break in the record? I need to run to the bathroom. I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of how to break it, too. Like My favorite piece is the long block piece because it reminds me of my hog. <laughs> Uh, one, let's do one more. Yeah. Let's do one more. This one's from Blair Cuen Smith. Final question. Final question. Blue talk. Blue talk. This is from Blair Cuen Smith. Hi, Blair. Hello, Blair. Hello, Blair. I started to get worried that Baru was no longer going to be a deranged alpha, but I'm so glad they had him pivot and become even more of a deranged alpha. I halfway hope that Baru ends up winning Blue Lock. Yeah, it's a great move. I, I like that a lot. I, do, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, you would assume with one of these way, the way this is structured, that we're headed towards a soggy winning it all. Yeah. I don't know how many, uh, you know, chapters this manga is going to have and how many seasons this anime is going to have. So who knows? But yeah, it would be, I, it would be cool to see somewhat like to someone else actually win it would be a, it would be an interesting dramatic choice in how Isagi deals with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm rooting for Baro. Baro's fun. It, and I know that we talked about this on the episode, but it is funny that that's like usually where a teachable moment would be, and a yes. character would be like, "I should change and be different," and he just like doubles down and is like, "I'm gonna be worse." Yeah, no, it's great. It's so funny. Well, that was Blue Talk for episode seventeen and eighteen. Blue Talk. Tune in next week for when we disc when we read your comments about episodes nineteen and twenty. And we will be discussing episode 21, I'm Not There, and episode 22, Voice. So check that out. Thank you for listening to Get Played. Uh, we've been your hosts, Heather Ann Campbell, Nick Weiger, and Matt Apodaca. And uh, just a note for all of you out there, we got anime. 
Oh, right. I said get played. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> You're eliminated from podcast Blue Lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs>